Welcome to another episode of Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. Pop the kettle on. <laughs> I'm Declan. Well. Well. This week we are doing Ford v Ferrari. Um Dan, would you like to give us a spoiler warning here? Sure I will. Okay. This is a warning that we talk heavily about the movie's plot and characters. So please stop listening as of now if you don't want the movie spoiled for yourself. That's it. Easily done, out of the way, and let's just get the social media plug done as well, because then, yeah, we can move on. Um, please take time to follow and like Spoil, media, uh, Spoil Radio podcasts and share it with your friends. Uh, we'd like to be bringing you uh, better, more deep dive content in the future. On another note, don't forget to like and subscribe to Neon Radio YouTube channel for your spoiler-free censored review. Now, you can watch these with anyone, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Neon Radio Reviews. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Neon Radio. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to Ford B Ferrari, please. What? 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 Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts. Go, Dan. You, 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 you were going for it there. I might as well start off. Yeah, um, yeah I really enjoyed this movie. Great direction, great acting, um, and hate me or not hate me, I think this is uh, Christian Bale's best performance I've seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I th- I think it suits him really well. It's good to see Matt Damon on the screen, um, and I think their chemistry on together was really good. Um, the little boy was awesome. Um, yeah, it's a, I, I like all these historic movies. So I don't know how yeah true story how true it was, but um, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, mm. and a cool little night. I wonder if that was true. You might be able to tell me little, with uh, uh, yeah. with uh, Enzo and uh, Bale at the end. Yeah, that was a great little moment. Yeah, it was like yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know if it was respect or if it was like, I don't know, a little bit of a tease as well. Yeah. Like, I know they're going for respect, yeah. but I don't know. It could be yeah. anything. It could be just like, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Acknowledgement. I think, it was, I think it was a respectful nod. It seemed like I don't it. think they would have shown it otherwise. It would have been yeah. Any point yeah. It. it did seem like it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, nah, it's good. It's good. Uh, this is the th- third time I've seen it. First time I watched it, I teared up at the end. Um, but this one was like, oh, is this more of a goosebump feel type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. I like mm. it. Yeah. Declan. Yeah, I enjoyed this film a lot. Um, the Ken Miles character is exactly my kind of character. Um, that to me is <laughs> what, like, everyone always goes on about like masculinity and things like that that to me is like what real masculinity is because he's just like a hard worker mm. Mm. don't really give a fuck about the perks and everything like he just likes driving cars and mm. he's devoted to his wife and he's really good father to his kid all at the same time like, yeah. yeah I don't know I feel, I, that's the same yeah same that's why when I talked about the right stuff like Chuck Yeager is kind of the same yeah, sort same. of thing and that's just yeah that Mm. people like that are always just have got the biggest soft spot for so, it's pretty yeah. much like the same I was on story. board from the get go with yeah. Ken Miles yeah and it's yeah. so sad what happened to yeah him, he just gets shafted every time man. Yeah, yeah well I mean but like then like testing cars doing what he loves yeah and then that's I was reading they brought in roll cages after that oh really yeah that's wow. what brought in the roll cages okay. yeah. Um but yeah Matt Damon's really good in it too mm. I think across the board everyone's quite good yeah, yeah. Um, so heaps, there's heaps cool scenes in this Damon rips yeah. in this movie yeah, he goes really well. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like it's probably the best I've seen Damon since The Martian. Yeah, at least I've yeah. seen him in much since then. To be yeah, honest, really Good Will Hunting is probably his other good one. That's a no, he's done good movies in between Good Will Hunting <laughs> and The Martian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, memorable ones. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I even liked him in Elysium though. The Departed. The movie he's, so, he's amazing yeah. in The Departed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's good. kill me, Damon's man. Good. Fucking kill me. In the elevator, I've seen. James Mangold's like he's pretty damn good. Yeah, I watched um I yeah. just watched briefly straight after that finished. I thought, oh, let's just watch a bit of Logan mm. at the beginning, mm. and I forgot how brutal it was. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, oh. this is hectic. So uh, Walter yeah. Lines probably his and other, yeah, that's in my favorite of his. Um, that's an amazing movie. Yeah, well. yeah. heaps good. Mm. Yeah, he's a good director. Eh? Probably the most similar to this one to Walk the Line to yeah. in terms of like just the way the story's told. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's yeah. talented. He's got a few movies in the works too. Yeah, he's got a few coming up. Yeah, like um, ten or something. Ten? Yeah, when I scrolled through, it was hectic. 
That's I've listened to his commentary on the Walk the Line as well, yeah. and um, he's one of those directors that doesn't. You know, a lot of them like to hide, keep the cards close to the chest, and don't say much. He's really good, yeah. and he tells a lot of like the process and like what oh, he was okay. thinking when he was coming up with shots and yeah, like the collaboration and things like that. Which is, yeah. oh, I always appreciate that. Yeah, looks that's like, good. Looks like he's got um, an Indiana Jones project in the work. Yeah, he, the, he's when he picked it up recently. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. Uh, and then just a couple of others. Three little words: the force going electric. I don't know those. It's Twenty thousand yeah. leagues about the giant octopus, the original one. Uh, Captain Nemo. Captain yeah. Nemo. Yeah. Well, it's about a. I think that's where it was introduced. Yeah. The concept of the octopus. I'm fairly sure. Anyway, oh, I like this movie. I really like this movie. The funny thing is, though, is that I didn't find it had rewatchability. Like, it was great. The moments that were. This is the second time I've seen the film. Mm. The moments that were really pulling me in were some of the the moments where they were just conversing. And it's not even like, you know, the car moments I didn't even really care too much for by the second watch. I found like myself just like listening in the background a little bit more. Mm. The car things and I find the um, the car scenes I don't think it's really meant for that. No, well, the, we know that the meat of the film is the yeah. is everything around it. Yeah, like the race is fine. It's it's a it's a part of it, of mm. course. You know, it's 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 driving force. Yeah, pun intended. But <laughs> but uh, you know, it's also not the most important part of the film. No, nah, no. Nah. So the conversations around it, the the, the relationship, the friendship between you know um, uh, Ken. Ken and What's his name? Oh my God, Sh- oh, oh. Shelby. Yeah, Shelby. Yeah, Ken and Shelby. Carol. 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 There, that's the important part, and mm. then it's speckled with family. Mm. Like you know, like you have those moments of like the big, the big moments where he sits with his son, mm. you know, in the the dusk, and has that conversation about how you know what happens when you drive. Yeah. And they're the moments that I found way more intriguing and I would turn and look at the screen or lift my head up from doing work. Mm. I, I, like I found that the first time intrigued. through those were the most intriguing though. Yeah, like, same, yeah. Yeah, well that's, a, well, that's the thing. I found yeah. the first time through, I found the whole thing intriguing. Yeah. I found it all like, because oh, okay. I wanted to see what happened next. I didn't know what happened in the 66 Le Mans, you know. And then knowing what happens, my care for that was pushed the back i found that's interesting and just, more know, to the front i feel like it's pretty yeah i, I like, like the whole thing be pretty engaging if i watched it through yeah, yeah i just didn't Is it the first time you seen it less yeah. yeah for some reason it was just less less engaging it was mm. less and it's it's not a detriment to the film itself mm. um maybe lightly but <laughs> lightly at you know in the front of like like a feather no maybe yeah <laughs> like the repeat viewing aspect of it yeah. I found it difficult and the movie's really long let's face it the movie's two and a half hours oh, I, um, I enjoyed it eh? yeah like I've said before I don't have a problem with long movies it's yeah not, something but that bothers me for me it yeah. for me it it's was just enough. that it's a bit too long for like repeats okay but other than that like I know the first time I watched it I really liked it yeah mm. as you'd say and it ripped it ripped it did rip mm. it, it ripped to begin with um, and it still rips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where watching it the second time it didn't tarnish it in any way it just showed that it maybe it brought more to perspective for me that the things that the conversations and the small moments were more important to the film and just i don't know more enjoyable to watch than the big moments um but yeah that's my mm. little little opener interesting little opener for it. interesting oh, take yeah mm. um Getting into the film though itself, I don't have I don't have many notes. It's not a movie for many notes. I think it's a movie to get into, walk walk ourselves through in a way. Henry Ford. I was gonna say, let's start off with Henry Ford. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. not a nice guy at all. Imagine like, working Henry for that Ford guy. The second, the yeah. second. Yeah. yeah, imagine working for him. I pretty but much it, do. And you get <laughs> oh, dear. Much, yeah, wow, it's hectic. Like imagine. You can see what he's gone through, though. He had Henry Ford on his shoulders. His dad, what's dad? Yeah, yeah dad. Yeah, I know, but the difference is here is that his dad 
was actually the one that was down there using his hands and building the cars. Yeah, but he's yeah. just inherited everything. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. Just just stands there angrily accusing yeah, other people of fucking yeah. shit up for him all the time. Yeah, the opening line was No responsibility sick. for his yeah. decision making. It's bad. Yeah. So And he's yeah. he's countlessly told throughout the movie, we can't do this, this won't work. Mm. No, it's happening, you have to make it happen at this time. And then when it doesn't work, it's not it's not his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes, it is. You're the one that you're the one that pulled the like the. Why couldn't you just wait another year? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that if it wasn't for John Bernthal, what's his character in the, in the movie? Um, if it wasn't for him and um, Carol Shelby for standing their ground, Bernthal, kind of he's a marketing manager. Yeah, but he kind of gets pushed to the background a little he bit. Does, he's yeah. unable to stand his ground after yeah. a certain because point. that other guy. What's his name? Um, Beeb. Yeah, he was mm. just just cock blocking him all that the time. That guy, Leo Beeb. <laughs> He sucked, man, to watch. Yeah. He's a good actor, man. He hasn't Possibly, done much. Josh Lucas, yeah. I yeah. think it's Leo Beeb who went on to actually run Ford for several years, I think eight, seven or eight years before being um, fired from Ford. And then he went on to another car company and was there for like 20 years or something. Wow. I tried to research him after to see if he actually was like that in real life. And you get muddled accounts of mm. people that were on the ground level. Yeah found he was like that hmm. but then guys that were next to him in the corporate offices said he wasn't he was like this really nice guy and i'm like well doesn't that just say everything that you need to know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brown pretty much yeah. yeah yeah no the uh, you he played know, it he played it well yeah i, I like <laughs> the fact that henry ford the second he is like a, a weird caricature mm. in a way though because he has that moment in the car where he's drive they drive him and then he starts crying That's he's insane. like i wish my, my dad was here to yeah. watch and you're like I love how, uh, uh, you know, Shelby's next to him and he's kind of like, this is really awkward and it's fucking weird. He's looking at him like, it's a bitch, you know? Like, <laughs> he knew that's what, that's what he wanted to get out of him. Yeah. 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 He knew how to manipulate in that way. He, he brought him, he took away all of Henry Ford's power. Mm. Yeah. Because Henry Ford's power thought he was like the, the alpha male. And yeah. He put him in that situation and he reduced him to a flogged kid. and he soiled his pants. <laughs> yeah. This is about the time uh, where yeah. <laughs> they shit themselves. <laughs> It's an interesting character because he's, you know, deep down, I think he might be a softie, but he's just putting on this hard ass. Mm. And even because I think that's sort of broken down as well when Bertha comes back from Italy and then um, all Henry Ford II wanted to know was what did he say about him? Mm. So, well, he comes off as like a hard ass, but is it not that it's he in front of the people he, around him? Does he not like, look like that? Yeah. But does he not look like that guy that where you'd shake his hands and it would just be like dead moisturized soft? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he just comes off, I don't know, yeah, Henry Ford II. He's never second. done a hard yeah. day's work in yeah. his life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He was and born, super, he was born into being an executive. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That, that feeling just makes it. Have you ever shook, shook one of those hands? It's just so gross, man. I fucking hate it. That feeling of just. It, I don't know. It just makes you feel like you're. It's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice to go into it. Yeah, I, that's how I. Every time I'm trying to think, I've, I don't think I've shook a hand no? from exactly Never? that description. I've, you, I've yeah. like I've shook a hand before. Oh, it's probably it's a, just few, like a few soft, corporate jobs. Super that soft. We used to do just Maybe. some of yeah. those people. I never take that much of yeah. notice. Of, yeah. I, I I seem to take notice of things like that, but I mean, no judgment till the conversation kicks in, but. Yeah. When it comes to, um, in regards to the character, that's what I, even just looking at him, mm. which means they did a good job. Oh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, James Mangold was like, and the actor, what was his name? Uh, the guy who played him, um, Tracy Letts. Mm. He's fantastic. He's mm. good. So good. Oh, all, it's all, like, you can't fault the acting from anyone. Yeah. And came off as pretentious and like a real, could, yeah. like, you know, as you said, Declan, he, that, part where he's like what did enzo say to me yeah which yeah. let's get into oh, Daniel that. Yeah. yeah yeah what did he say to me and then he has that you know that moment of like no we're gonna win and you're like yeah. it's kind of like why like you know like you you're having you know because you're it's like your reputation you would be yeah you yeah. but you would school be bully like, tactics that's that's like and your power. To him, anyone else says that at Ferrari, he doesn't give a fuck. But yeah. Enzo, he considers Enzo his contemporary. Yeah. yeah. And for him to be dissing him like that, you would that would fight yeah. you up. Yeah. It's like war. Well, you mentioned the war thing anyway. 
Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah. I really like that that scene yeah. where he goes to him and he's like, you know, this is where the bomb is. I wonder came. if that was all legit or Mangal goes, how can no, we relate this? They did, yeah. Uh, so I mean, during World War Two, a lot of Oh, car, no, but like that conversation car. he had with Shelby. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And would you like to know something that interesting? That was well, it was well written and directed. Fun fact, Ford created the, the bomber planes, the mm. two bomber planes for World War Two. Yeah. yeah. And they bombed Italy's Ferrari factory. <laughs> ah, did they? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the things they did. As well. well, a lot of the car manufacturing people and a lot of the executives of car manufacturing companies we're went up into the ranks, were pushed up into the ranks of the army. Yeah. So this is getting a bit off topic, but um, geez, I've forgotten his name now. McNamara, Robert McNamara, who ended mm. up being the Secretary of Defense uh, during the Vietnam War. He was brought in around that time mm. he was high up in the car company and he ended up being like the guy that was organizing the bombs to drop oh really in world war ii and the way he talks about it in this documentary i've watched this eerie because he goes like oh we worked out this many bombs per this square meters would kill this many people and he just Whoa. like this is hectic <sighs> that's the way they think they're crazy yeah yeah <laughs> ceos man <clears throat> scary <Yeah. laughs> more scary than psychopaths in my like in my opinion the actual ones you know serial killers and shit like that people <laughs> higher up are the ones that are the scary ones i mean i don't want to not all ceos but you know, yeah <laughs> <Hectic. now. laughs> um yeah the enzo scene in this film mm. maybe I, i'll say it this is maybe the second best scene in the movie the first best scene to me is him um you know uh ken miles with his kid and then, you know, him having that conversation with his kid at dust. That's my opinion. The second best scene I mean, My movie, favorite would be um, when he's not at Le Mans and he's listening to it on the radio and he's just working away in the garage by himself. And his missus comes in. Yeah, I reckon that's an oh, awesome scene. There's no, nothing awesome needs life. to be said and you just know exactly this yeah. guy just is like so determined. Yeah. <laughs> switches, yeah, it has that moment where she switches the, yeah. the, the radio. I just like the little, uh, little place with things, the wedges. Yeah, Even yeah, at the yeah. end when he when he dies yeah, yeah. and Matt Damon picks it up six months later and it's all little, the little that's things that he was doing, yeah. about man just little remind, uh, reminders of but I know people just in the like past. all the little things that he was doing to get help them get to where they got yeah. to everything yeah. Yeah. even when they got the replacement guy when when um when Bale died yeah and the guy goes oh yeah the car's fine he goes fucking use it for one hour you know you got no idea yeah you've no. been driving it for an hour yeah. how do you find what know what a car's like in yeah. an hour yeah. where bail like he'll just jump in 10 minutes this is fucked <laughs> well he would go on like the the day that he died that was uh he was going for his last lap around the course after 10 hours of testing yeah it's insane so Dedicated, i mean man. Yeah, I, like the guy would drive and drive and drive and mm. feel fine, like, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but yeah, the Enzo scene, I just, that guy's acting, how he gets up, that is exactly mm. how I could see an Italian doing it's that. It's a puttana. Just how, he, how puttana. he's like, you insult me, the yeah. word the word choices, yeah. you, how, you, how you've done this, you have insulted me, you make me look like I'm... What do you think? I'm a small man type of thing. Yeah. It's exactly the type of like. He looked like a mafia boss. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was. You know, his yeah. own right. You know, just without actually having to be in the underground. Yeah. You get that much power in that way, and of course, it's like they they could do whatever he could do whatever he wanted at mm. the end of the day. Mm. Um, but yeah, just how he gets up and he just str- straight to his face goes, you know, you guys are, are your small little cars and your small little factory. Yeah, man. That's mint scene, mint scene, and then having to relay that information <laughs> to Ford later. Yeah, it's good, eh? Yeah. Um, uh, um I was gonna say, um, you know, I actually screenshot of the scene, so I'm gonna have to um, play it out. So, you know, when just before when Henry Ford the second tells uh, Matt Damon about the whole. Um, this to see that factory in the distance that that's made you know the bombers and all that stuff. Mm. There's a heaps good scene that was blocked out. Um, uh, when Matt Damon, you know, he looks at the red folder going between the the girls at the front yeah. office, then he walks in. If you look at that scene again, man, the way they they shot that, every single person is in frame. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Like, um, there's a scene where they're all sitting down. Oh, there's like four or five people in frame in one go. That's a very, yeah. like, that's very Scorsese. No, I'd, say, I'd actually say it's very Spielberg. Oh, really? Hitch- I was actually just listening to a podcast about Jaws. Hitchcock used to do that too, though. Yeah, but um, that 
in the foreground and everyone in the background like that. Yeah. Spielberg famously always blocks out scenes yeah. in a shot like that. And within the one shot, you'll get every character walking in and out into a wide and yeah. close up oh, and everything, like the coverage like that. So smart, man. Yeah, it's good. It's and and it's all related. Like all everything in that shot is there for purpose. Yeah. And Each it's person. good to see that in movies, you know? Yeah. How, how, how did you think of that? What did you think of the cinematography for this movie? I thought it was great. Yeah? Yeah. Anything this guy does, or any of these top directors, they have a cool team, man. Except for um, Nolan, though, hey. Who? Except for Nolan, though, hey. <laughs> Are you saying that's not better than, not, than the Batman? Saying you said top directors. Yeah. You have to, Nolan's got, Nolan is one of the top directors. He is. I'll have to, I'll have to take that back. Well, would you like to know what movie this guy did right after Ford v Ferrari? I looked up and I can't remember what was it. Trial of Chicago Seven. Oh, here they go. There they go. Yeah. So that yeah, that says a lot, actually. Isn't that weird how we always do this? We end up having like a and connection. A link. Yeah. That's what is it? Well, it's small town. Yeah. Is it how many degrees Pizza. of bacon? Yeah. <laughs> and I love the cinematography in that too. But you got to think, it's not like they're just recruiting new people all the time yeah, to film yeah, movies. It's like, yeah. What's his name? Papa Michael or something? Is it? Papa um, Fedon, Papa yeah, Michael. Yes, I remember. Yeah. No, he's um, he's a Greek, yeah. Um, I think so. Was it shot on film? Because it looked like it had a bit of grain yeah. in some of the area. I feel like it was shot on film. Yeah, I noticed even on the um, even on the uh, when the is it the logo came up, you could yeah. just see it pop in. And like when I said, so I don't think I actually really liked that at the start when his son was on the little um track the little toy car track oh, yeah, yeah. and the names were coming up the track was perfectly there and the names of the actors are popping up on that yeah. spot of track well, that yeah. was cool I was... so I'm surprised you didn't pick that up Reese. what the credits the credit moment yeah yeah, not, not every credit. I actually, I actually do notice a lot of stuff like that. I just get too caught up talking about character <laughs> yeah. story all the time. Yeah. I actually do. Like, like, I do I absorb know. everything. Yeah. It sounds like I don't. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I liked, I liked the POV shots in the car too of Le Mans, yeah. like the opening ones with Damon showing how, like, what your vision would be like. Yeah. Because I was actually thinking about that because, like, when I drive at work, I have like limited vision, but I'm only going like 40, 50 k's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, imagine, man, yeah. if you're going like pitch black, as quick as they go, like they're going. What were they? Two hundred eighteen miles down the straight they were doing. That's that really, really yeah. fast. Nah, kilometers an hour. No, they were in. Nah. They were talking in miles. In miles. Oh, that's he's fast. Was, like, two, was, it 118? was it 118? No, it's 218 kilometers. No, no, they're talking. I, I swear they were talking miles. I don't know what the speed of these cars were. But um, I can just talking about the cinematography again. You know when he, um, when Bao can't sleep, he's in France, and he he goes, he wakes up and he sees um, Matt Damon at Le Mans, like mm. in the in the pits. Mm. When he's walking, before he sees Damon, he's walking on the main straight, and there's a car just shining his headlights, just for show. Yeah, but it's cool because it just adds that sort of that Deacon's um, natural lighting. Yeah, yeah, and it's played through the whole scene. Yeah, and then he goes, they have a little chat, and then uh, Bale goes, "Oh, I'm just going to walk to the first corner." Mm. And Damon goes, "Yeah, I thought you'd do that," and he just walks off. And even then, you can see the lights, and there's this good separation between the character and the background. So good. So it says here, um, 125. <clears throat> Miles per there was, hour. Sorry, it was 125. Yeah. Miles per hour. Yeah, they do measure it in miles. Yeah. Yeah, because if you go 218 miles they per hour, they wouldn't have been doing. They, they were American and British. They would never. They don't measure in kilometers. Uh, it was doing 200 kilometers an mm. hour. Yeah. Roughly. That's so fast, though. Yeah, man. You ever, have you ever gotten in your car and yeah. you know, oh, got it up? Fastest I've done was 150, I think, 160. Come back from Melbourne, yeah, and, and I, that was, and just, that's in my little car, oh, and that was not fun. Like it's I, dangerous, man. You know, you get it up and then you drop straight back down. Yeah, but it's just a, you know, it feels like the car's floating. Yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's how bad is it? So imagine doing two hundred. I mean, obviously these yeah. cars are built for it. it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sticking. Mm. Then again, what is it? They said that the GT. What, what type of car was it? A GT Cobra. Cobra. GT. Yeah, but it was. Four, oh, the Ford GT Forty. 40? Yeah, because yeah, 40 mils from the track. Yeah. 40 mils or 40 inches? No, 40 mils from the track. 40 mils? That's the, the size. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, then we can use wedges. And then he, and then Matt Damon goes, you're not coming to Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then he, later on, I, well, I read a little thing. The actual guys, after one of the Le Mans races, they sat on the top of one of the cars mm. and they dented in the roof. And because of that, they were like, well, now it's... 
a GT thirty nine. Oh, <laughs> like they dropped the yeah the the height of the whole car yeah. because of it. So anyway, can I, can I about the ending? There's something that I noticed from it. Like obviously, Dick moved from everyone that he didn't get given the prize because mm. he like clearly was outright the winner, and it was ridiculous yeah. that they went on that technicality. But Bruce McLaren. What a what a jerk for just celebrating like he won. He knew he, knew he didn't yeah. like outright win, um, and he just took the champagne and just like lapped up all the glory. Like, yeah, was... I would have handed it over. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. a dick. Yeah. Well, did you see? And he ended up making McLaren, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, did you see like uh, you'd know this one, Dan? Probably about a year ago, uh, on the F one of the F one races. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Vital. Yeah. That picked up Vettel. Vettel. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Yeah. But he picked up his like second place and swapped oh, it yeah, with the first was, place. Yeah, that was last year, yeah. 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 In front of everyone and everyone was like, What the fuck? Yeah, and, and, then, like, he, and no, then this he, was supposed to be me. Yeah, then he was looking at um I think he was looking at the wing or something, as yeah. if to say there's something dodgy there. Yeah. 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 So like it, it, there was a one racer that like picked up he came second. And he picked up the second place podium front. It was deserved. And swapped it with the first place with his. Mm. He, and the whole like... All that was with Leclerc, conference. wasn't it? Was it Leclerc? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically Sebastian Vettel. He's more champion two the or three team? times. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the number one driver. And then Leclerc comes in. He's a young rookie, but mm. he's heaps good as well. And Leclerc just started giving him battles, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Leclerc is now destroying him now in the championship. And Vettel's now... <clears throat> Yeah, he's leaving. Who's he going to now? He's going to um, oh, he's going to the pink Mercedes. Yeah, I think he's yeah, going there. Yeah, yeah. So he's, it's his time to go somewhere uh, else. He yeah. doesn't need the red red on him anymore. No, nah, doesn't need it. But yeah, the clerk's young. He needs yeah. it. But uh, the reason why I watched, well, I like watching those cars. It's same as Le Mans. Like it's it's not about the drive. It's about the strategy as well behind it. Like Strategies. pit stops and yeah. All that stuff. Well, the, the beautiful thing about this type of and, thing, I and think... The, what, the car, like how, how well it can... That's what I was going to yeah. say. Watching the behind the scenes of... There's a Formula One grid or something. What's mm. the name of the thing on Netflix? Yeah, I know. The amount of problems a car can have of that mm. nature, because yeah. they're going that fast. Yeah. And you have to be able to... The braking systems have to be mm. on point. Yeah. Uh, just a small little problem and you can hear the drivers going like, I can feel this, I can feel that. Yeah, because they're going wrong. so fast. This is wrong. They feel vibrations and yeah. hectic. Yeah, and all those little things amount to so much. Mm. So by the end of it, like you, you don't get the perspective. Watching it as a, a normal person, this type of movie, an everyday generic person, uh, you watch it and you go, well, there's the racer and there's the car. So the car's ready to go. Now the racer's doing the work. Yeah. It's not that way inclined. Mm. The car is just as much of a and then you got an your, entity. You got your engineer, then you got your pit stop strat- strat- strategist, yeah. strategist. Yeah. Tactic. It's amazing, amazing how much, mm. how important it is to make sure, like, even the fact that they're swapping out the full brake systems. Yeah, that was first in this time, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. I've never does that even... happen to this day now, swapping out the brake system? They don't, or they they don't, I don't think they change that. the brakes. <laughs> they don't yeah. need to anymore. They just change tires. They're not allowed like, like to change. They can't do fuel anymore. No. Um, I think they can't do fuel. They just got to, they fill them up now. Because yeah. back in the old days, they could, they could, you know, have half fuel so they go faster. Oh, okay. But now they, they don't like to do any fuel stops anymore. It's basically just brakes yeah. or wing changes. What, so or they know the uh, tanks are big enough to wheels. hold the amount of fuel yeah. that the race needs. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. pretty efficient these days. They're V6 yeah. twin turbos or something well, like that. Well, they're half electric now, yeah. some of them, like yeah. the motors in them. Yeah, so, so they, yeah, they they use the braking, like the power or the, this the energy. This is Formula from the, 1, not yeah, the Le Mans Yeah, cars. the energy from the braking to... Um, it goes into like a battery pack, yeah, and that gives them you know more power. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. so okay. that's pretty. And yeah, all that basically all that tech comes down to yeah. our cars. Yeah, but it's it's amazing that the 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 distance we've gone with engineering mm. like that is yeah. absolutely mm. fascinating. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was a big yeah. uh, handbrake. That one. <laughs> I don't think it was a handbrake. It was a lot to Literally, do with what it was. Yeah, it was. About cars. Yeah, it was um, all to do with cars. Yeah, but no, it's interesting. And that's, and that's what I enjoyed about this this movie because it's to me, it was more about behind the scenes. It was about the human relationships, about the human and physical achievements. And seeing someone passionate like Ken Miles. Yeah. Just, yeah. And like what, it's rare, and man. just never stopped working ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so rare today. Now kids just bloody on their freaking phones doing shit all. Yeah. Well, to to cap that little bit off we were talking about, though. Yeah. 
I'm I in no way think I am like equipped or or adept at fixing a car or knowing things about a car Same. in any way. Mm. But even having that little bit of knowledge mm. from documentaries or behind the scenes of actual races, you and you know having that amount of knowledge is, is amazing to know what they're doing. Mm. Imagine being a mechanic and watching this film or yeah. being a, an engineer and watching this film. Mm. It would that type of thing would be like, oh my God, you know, you'd the insights that you would feel like you had into what the, what was occurring on the screen, mm. yeah. even a, like away from the Unless character it's wrong, side. And you're just like, that's not fucking right. Well, then that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's another yeah. part of it. That's another part of the insight where you're just like, wow, yeah. you know, we hear it and we go like, yeah, what if we put the wedges on the front and it'll, you know, yeah. drop the car and make it more aerodynamic mm. and... You know, maybe an engineer is listening to that going, that's fucking dumb. Like, you know, like by the same token, though, I have to say that's why you need someone like Ken Miles who can get in and test the car, and he's a good driver yeah. and he knows a little bit of the mechanical side of things as yeah. well. I'm not trying to say that, that, like, that's the perfect thing, but just from my experience, like, having worked with engineers and things like that, not quite often they don't actually drive the things and yeah. they come up with all the, you know, the on paper what's wrong with it and what should happen and why this shouldn't happen. And then, when, but like, the people driving are just going like, no, nah, it's not. It doesn't work like that. And yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's that simple. Like, they do say some drivers. Well, they reckon the best drivers are the ones that can feel the car and yeah. and can uh, translate what they feel to the engineers. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's, that's yeah. and you need that communication because yeah. there is between the paper to the actual realistic of it happening. Mm. There's a there is a gap. Yeah, there's always a gap. Yeah, and there's things that they don't know because they're not driving it. And it's like on paper, it's like no, no, but it should work like this. And it's like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Yeah. You know. So. Oh yeah, they showed that in the movie. Yeah, from the big chunky computer in the car. Remember? Yeah, yeah they exactly. They that's right. the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good pickup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they did a really good representation of that at the very start with the guy that comes to him and goes, you know, why is my car not working? Why is it? You know, can't you just make it how it was before? And he goes, well, it's a race car. You need to use it. Mm. like a race car or yeah. a sports car sports car yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta drive it like a sports car and yeah. he's like he's going away downshift the first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know all of oh. that it's a great little moment to show like how a, yeah you know, someone mm. who actually drives yeah. it and knows their shit did you notice bale's fingernails how they're all yeah yeah from yeah. mechanic hands yeah yeah it's pretty, all the time. pretty cool huh? yeah yeah um the moment where he's in the car with his wife because let's face it the, the family dynamic of this film is pretty strong mm. Like there's a lot of like stuff based in the family dynamics, and when he's in the car with his wife, I just want to converse about that. Oh, when he's eating the chips. Yeah, oh. he's. Have- <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, um, boogie night scene where the guys just cracking those firecrackers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like it was a bit of yeah. tension, but he was just yeah. being a bastard. Eh? Yeah. But it, or even like, I mean, I've said it already once today, but. Like a Scorsese film, always they're always doing something with their hands. They always have to be eating or cu- cutting up something, yeah. or or something has to be being yeah, done yeah, yeah, in yeah. a scene. Yeah, well, they're doing quaaludes. Yeah. Wolf. But um, yeah, that's funny. Eh? Uh, the moment where she st- stops the car and he goes, "Well, you know, look, I'm I'm gonna be like, you know, he's he's offered me the job, but it's two hundred day." She goes, two hundred day? You nuts? Take it." Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, back in those days, I'd be. Well, what, hectic, far, yeah. like six, seven hundred dollars a day or something. <laughs> no, uh, they. Well, it was going to be in the facts, um, but they checked how much it was in differentiation to like you know now, and it was something like. Here you go. So adjusted for the percentage increase of the consumer price index from sixty five to twenty nineteen, this would come to around one thousand six hundred and twenty a day. Holy shit! That's US. Um, that's just. Yeah, probably US. It'd be US. Whatever. Yeah. That's like what it would have been. Two and a half grand or something. Yeah. Um, if this were limited to just two hundred and fifty days, five days a week, and fifty weeks a year, as if it were a normal job, this would work out to have an annual salary of four hundred and five thousand. <laughs> That's insane. That's and it didn't change lot. him. What year was this? What Not year? at all. What year was yeah. it? Change him. Nineteen seventy sixty six. Sixty six. Uh, 60 from 65 to 2019. So I think the that race was, was 66. Yeah, they were out of the depression by then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, but he's no 65. This would have been 65 because they won from 66 to 69. Wasn't the depression was Ford in bit. between World War One and World War Two? Oh, was it? it? I think. Oh, that was during, no, that was maybe during Cold War time, wasn't it? 
would Around be Cold War, yeah. yeah. Cold War didn't end until like the 80s. Yeah, it's hectic. Mm. So, yeah, money back then. Yeah. And the fact that, um, yeah, you're right. That's a really like on the on the front type of thing. He didn't change him at all. Nope. Actually, the thought process of the money was not even what he was thinking about. He was uh-huh. thinking still about his family and what he, if he should do it. That inner yeah, turmoil of like, at- do I do this or do I do what my I told my family I would do? Mm. Yeah, work-life balance or yeah. job satisfaction. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. And let's face it, they have that, they have that little moment. You know, I think uh, uh, Matt Damon says it best in one of those parts where he's like, just about to do that speech, he goes, some people are born to do this, do this type of thing or something. Yeah. Goes, I know one man that yeah, could Henry do Ford. this. And he goes, Henry Ford, but... Yeah. I think know, he meant... Yeah. yeah. That was really like that moment I was talking about on the Top 10 podcast from the right stuff when the, he's about to talk about the greatest pilot he's ever seen. Mm. But you know he's going to say something else. But yeah. That burnt Ken Miles up. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Come on, son. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. But the, exactly the type of thing. People are born to do things mm. like this. And, yeah. Pretty sad moment in mm. in a weird way. Yeah. Um, Ken Miles, this man fucking loves ice cream. He loves ice Do you cream. Want some ice cream. All the way through the movie, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's a British thing, but the, this man like like he, like who doesn't like, who doesn't cream. like ice cream? Ice cream's great, but not like this much. I don't I really, I don't really have time. it. I don't I know. I really have it. I'm not like, yeah. I didn't even pick up on it that much because I was just oh. like, yeah. I noticed, I noticed, his, <laughs> yeah, I noticed like teen biscuits. That was yeah, common British. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, no, but the amount of ice cream. Come get some ice cream with his son. Yeah. I love yeah, the fact that his, um, his tea mug was his, that was his like working mug. Yeah. And he kept it all the way well, through. It's one of those. That was like a show. That was like a item showing that he hadn't changed. Like he still had his dirty. Well, it's good, eh? Dirty mug yeah. that he had on the work, you know, the, the workshop floor yeah. all the time. And everything. It's the small things like that that make yeah. those type of scenes. Mm. That's maybe something that I didn't pick it up, but on repeat viewings, that would be something that would be cool to see, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, you I just because I see guys like you see I see guys that have been working underground for like thirty years <laughs> and they've got the same. the same fucking cup they had from day one. All the coffee stains like, and shit inside it. Yeah, it's all just got the dark tea. Yeah, it's dark so tea things around it. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. clean them. Yeah. it's not like they don't clean them. Yeah, it's just harder. Yeah, because I mean, I always work in an office and you have the same cup. Yeah, some cups that people just forget them and never. You if it's a little bit of coffee like, in there and it turns like a massive just bleh. freaking mole pit oh, it's, like a, it's, black, it's black tea underground that's pretty much your okay. biggest luxury that you can yeah. have. or you well, can you have like coffee sachets and stuff okay like why well, is that what it's a, why do they well we don't thing? have access to fridges and everything we've just got a urn that heats up the water okay yeah it's freezing under there as well wouldn't it it gets super no it's just having a tease no it's really hot in the long wall on the panels it depends where you are yeah Um, if it's a draft though it's cold yeah no because no i don't really i don't want to get into like the technicalities of a mine but (laughs) basically like there's a point in the the mine i'm at because it's a long wall mine yeah where they have two big doors and when you drive on the road, you have to pull a little cord that opens it up, yeah. opens one up and you go, it's like an airlock. You close yeah. the other one, your ears pop and everything from the pressure change. Yeah. And But once you go past those doors, that's that's a, they've sectioned the air off because they want to be able to regulate the airflow differently to what's pushing in because that's where there's booster fans, but there's also, that's how they can control the gas levels where you're actually cutting the coal. Uh, so they've separated yeah. that from the part yeah. of the mine where the coal is not being yeah. cut. And that's hotter. As soon as you go past those doors, you feel it. Especially yeah. when I'm like driving out a machine or something. If I when I'm going out, it's like freezing. As soon as you wow. get on the other side of those doors, because you've been sweating in the hot part all day, and then you get out there and you just oh shit. Is, that is there a lot of pressure down there then? There's heaps. Yeah, that's you can feel thinking. it when you when you get onto like the second last to last road out. It's yeah. like if I jump out, if my machine's heating up and I got to hose it down or something, I get out, I can feel it. Like I can feel, feel it like hit me in the face and stuff. Like really, that. I really like have to brace against it. Yeah. Wow, hectic. Never, <laughs> never knew that they were pressurized. I didn't know that. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, well, it's well dangerous. No, it's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like so hectic. It's not going to knock you over. There's, yeah, some, no, there's right. more. There's other areas where it's more. Pre- like I've had areas where you have to hold your helmet because it'll, it'll blow off your head. Like there's that much pressure and stuff like that. But wow, that's like that's to push all the gas out. Yeah, but anyway, that was a big divergence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I yeah. hope, hope mm. people are listening and going like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the door jam scene where he locks just, oh. just before he takes Ford for a run. Yeah. 
and he locks the guy in there and the like, other guy's yes. like i can't get the door open <laughs> <laughs> like putting his foot against it it's really well like um choreographed scene yeah yeah like from yeah, start to end because i wondered when i watched that the yeah, third time because uh, i forgot the second time the first time how matt damon did it so he he lured him into this office yeah. and then closed the blinds from his office out towards the door yeah, yeah. So smart, man. Yeah. And then yeah. psh, out. And then yeah. the other guy that's revving the engine outside. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, genius. Yeah. Easy, simple. So good. Um, but also, like, I like the scene, maybe just as much as that scene, like 20 or 30 seconds before that scene starts, where he's like, I got a plan. He goes, it's high risk. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Ken Miles yeah. is like, okay. Because yeah. he just doesn't care. He's like, just yeah. fucking make it work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's like, I'm doing shit. I'm building. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? If you if you're a Fast and the Furious fan, right? Well, that aside, if you're another director coming on board to make a movie like this, right? I'm basically I'm comparing the car scenes, mm. right? In your head, would you be thinking, "Oh, I don't want this to look like other car films, like car chase scenes, or you know, or Fast and Furious"? I don't want to be compared to that. I think you'd be I, looking more. You'd be going like, "This needs to look more like Rush or something like that." Mm. Yeah, but I just yeah. like how every movie, every director. Like it does look different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just a little bit. Yeah. Like a little bit different. Like I'd say, as Declan said, this is very close to the feeling I'd get from like Rush. Yeah. Um, similar type of thing. Or it almost feels like in moments it's similar to like older movies, like 70s. McQueen. What's that? Yeah. McQueen one, Le Mans. You've seen yeah. that? No. Classic. Like little moments of it feel mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I can see that what you mean. Fast and yeah. Furious yeah. is a completely different yeah. vibe, yeah. And for everyone out there, I don't like Fast and Furious. <laughs> Just thought I'd say that. I'm not a fan of it, but I know that those <laughs> movies sort of have a place. I think a lot of people do yeah. love them. Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. They're, they're, they make a lot of money. Know. They're popular. It's probably four yeah. of them I, I quite enjoy. Really? I like, yeah. I like oh, the first one. And- but like a lot. The funny yeah, thing that, about that. They just got ridiculous after that. The thing that's, that's made those movies heaps funny for me now is because of the rock. That, no, that that podcast, How Did This Get Made, they always do though, because they love them. They think those movies are like they think they're just fun. Mm. And they were talking about how the the weirdest thing in those movies that after they do the crazy things, no one mentions them again after. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it just like, doesn't make one, sense. One of the movies they like run up a bus that's falling off a cliff and jump out yeah. and grab on, and then they're just like cut to the next scene. They're like, all right, we've got to plan the next thing, and then they're just like, no, wait, man, did you did you see what I did just before? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I ran up, funny. and they're like, no, we don't have time to hear about that. And he's like, dude, I ran up a bus. It was four. I jumped off, grabbed onto another one as he like spun the car back around. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> You, Mike, you would yeah, be man. talking about it forever. The last, the last one well, I watched I mean, with um, <laughs> The Rock and and Statham. Oh, wasn't that the spin-off though? Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. It was good until the, they the got city. to the end. Oh, when they go to... The um, tribe, his Samoa? tribe. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, man. Wasn't you got it these... mildly racist was it, at the end? Was it? Was it? A little bit, yeah. Yes. Man, it was so dumb. It was just... It, I was enjoying it. As soon as that the, came to that, I went, this is the stupidest move I've ever they, seen. They have a moment, Declan. I don't know if you've seen it. so bad. There's a moment in it which is so like... It's Look, stupid. already these people are jumping buildings. Yeah. They're flying over um uh you know uh what's it called? Oh, they're, they're, uh, bridges yeah. on cars and catching people midair, shit like that. They're fighting but, a helicopter in this one. But there's a moment in this out of all the things for some reason the thing that pissed me off more than anything was watching these cars while they're driving hook on to the car in front of oh, it. Oh yeah. With like you know like how you got the ball, the 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 toe, the, the, toe toe, ball. the toe ball, yeah, hooking onto the toe ball in front of it, and by just dropping it and hitting it perfectly on the first go every fucking time. Yeah, but yeah. meanwhile they're, they're that they're bugged me chased. more than that, all the crazy shit. It's a helicopter, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, and they're, and they're and hooking they're cars up to, to the helicopter. stop the helicopter. It's so it's dumb. It's fucked up, man. But like, <laughs> the worst part is... But that didn't bug me. Hooking got, the cars for the helicopter didn't bug me. It's the fact that they're hooking the cars so fast. For some reason, that annoyed me more than that anything. That was nothing. When you get a high-tech... You'd rather a three-hour movie about how long it takes to hook a car onto the tow board. I'd rather them try it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like, the whole movie's just like, it's really hard to yeah. attach. But this is the thing. They go to, they <laughs> the go plan to, didn't work. It took too long. They go to Samoa or somewhere. I think it's Hawaii or kind of where it was. What but, about a short scene? <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole high-tech uh, company with you know, gadgets and uh, superhumans and helicopters <laughs> yeah. and they can't beat a tribe but using manual weapons like hooks and and knives and, and hatchets and stuff and shit. 
Ah, whatever. Come on. I mean, look, I don't know that there's there's a real detour, but so <laughs> this is a real detour. Oh, I but, annoyed me yeah. so much. What we're saying is this: yeah. four verse Ferrari is far superior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a great movie. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Fast and the Furious. If you don't, well, if Fast and Furious doesn't tickle your fancy, or you'd see it and you're like, bullshit, you know, this is a movie for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's grounded. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts. Um. Yeah, always. Oh, I got to go into the facts. Yeah, first, facts. Don't first, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, Declan, do you want to give me the facts? <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a million things racing through my head. Then, so I was distracted. <laughs> pull in, pull into the pits, and pump me full of those factoids, Reese. Factoids, factoids, giving you these factoids. Put it in a rap, boys. Something with some trap noise. Wow. I love it. Every time. You love getting pumped up. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, in preparation for his role, Christian Bale uh, took race driving lessons at the Bondurant High Performance Driving School. As it happens, the founder of the school had been a friend of Ken Miles. Hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, so in addition to driving, Bale heard stories of the 1960s racing scene. Uh, his instruction instructor coordinator, Robert Nagel, mm. uh, later stated he's hands down the best actor he's ever trained. Hmm. According to Matt Damon, Christian Bale had to lose 70 pounds before filming began. He looked very slim. Yeah, he was, yeah. Because uh, he had just done uh, the movie Vice. Oh, yeah, he was fighting oh, that movie. About yeah. seven months before it. Uh, Damon inquired of Bale how he managed to lose all the weight, to which Bale replied that he simply didn't eat. <laughs> Damon said he was impressed by Bale's monk-like discipline. discipline. <laughs> He's a very disciplined actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Uh, in order to recreate the Le Mans circuit as it existed in the 1960s, uh, they were taking place that was taking place on the track and had to be shot in five different locations. <laughs> uh, this proved a challenge in terms of the continuity, as not only the cars had to be correctly placed for each shot, but the weather had to be consistent as mm. well. Visual effects was critical in fixing a variety of the continuity issues, some of which were as simple as adjusting clocks to the right time. God, you just go into a studio yeah. at that point, wouldn't you? Surely there's some sort of big warehouse they could put a track on. Yeah. And just freaking green screen the background. We just Surely. do something. Yeah. There's got to be. They've, they've got those big warehouses in London that they built the um, Star Wars sets on that were like apparently went for like kilometers. Yeah. This one was under 100 million. <laughs> he's, he's, the whole big thing about this movie was trying to get it under 100 million. That's more than enough money yeah. to well, be now, doing something yeah. with that. The thing is, now they don't do that anymore. Like, you've seen the behind the scenes of Mandalorian. They're all... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, but that's a new tech. It's all Super like new LED tech. screens, man. That's, yeah. the, man that's it's, a, it's insane. That's such a... That's like a filmmaker's wet dream. Oh, yeah. Imagine because you can do everything. First episode looked good, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it. good. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. I won't spoil right Man, it's, it's a over Star Wars. I don't care what anyone nah, says. I'm going to heavily disagree with you. <laughs> if you think that... If, if, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get into you it. You always we'll do that. Whatever's new, you we just jump review. on the bandwagon of whatever's sh- new. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we should review it there. Uh, marketed as Ford v Ferrari in North America, in most other countries around the world, it is titled Le Mans 66. Yes. Yeah. So we got the, sell, uh, the the salary price, how much that was, which is pretty crazy. Um, Pete, Peter Miles, son of Ken, worked as an executive administrator of a vintage car collection belonging to billionaire William mm-hmm. E. Uh, Chip Connor II, valued at over $80 million. Oh. The collection includes a Ferrari 250 GTO, uh, which Shelby built... Oh. Um, uh, the Cobra Daytona Coupe to battle against... In the GT class. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ken Miles' final uh, opponent driving the Ferrari, this is interesting, was Lorenzo Bandini. Yeah. One month prior to the 66 Le Mans Grand Prix, Bandini re- recommended that a particular location at the Harbour Chicane in the Monaco Grand Prix be used to film a crash for the movie Grand Prix from 1966. Right. One year later, Bandini crashed at the same spot in 67 Monaco Grand Prix and three days later, died from his injuries. <laughs> wow, hectic. Some goosebumps shit there. Yeah, same. Uh, in the film, Henry Ford II said uh, uh, he's going to bury that greasy wop. Yeah. He married an Italian in 65. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> <laughs> 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 That's at least a back then, eh? Wop. Yeah, that's well, wog. Yeah, it's wog now. Well, yeah. Whatever. 
Now it's like a term of endearment, I find. And it's how contextually how someone says it. Like if someone was to say it like angrily, yeah, I find that. But for me. No, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, the J car driven by Miles in the final crash, uh, the fatal crash had disintegrated and burned up, making it impossible to determine the exact cause. However, an examination of the skid marks revealed that the back wheels had locked up. Turn nine at the Riverside Raceway was an easy turn, but it was it was on a slight raise. When the car left the road, it flew through the air and nosed in, causing it to tumble, catch on fire, and eject Miles, who was mm. killed instantly. Wow. Supposedly they found his body quite a distance from the car. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, this was after a 10-hour day of testing, which resulted in an undiagnosed issue. As stated in the final fact, as stated in the epilogue text, the GT41 Le Mans four years in a row, 66 to 69. As stated by GT40 driver and the Le Mans winner, Dan Gurney, there was a fair amount of resentment at at the Americans continually winning a European race. Because of this, they changed various rules and the disadvantages of the GT40, including placing a limit on the engine size after the 1969 win in a stark lack of good sportsmanship the rules were then changed precisely to prevent the GT40 from being allowed to ever enter again. So bad, eh? And that is the facts. There you go. Final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts for me. Yes. This was a... Um, it was in my honourable mentions. Um, it got cut out but because yeah. it was a real tough one. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. And I know you guys are gonna hate me, but since we've recently done the Batman's, mm. Bale in this movie is so much better, man. I just, I, I just think that I would, I would not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, I, cool. I don't, I think that Bale gets pushed to the background in the Batman movies after yeah. the first one. I think he's good in the first one, and I think from then on, he's barely, he's barely even well, in him. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. But um, yeah, fantastic film. Um, it's and if you get feels watching this movie, mm-hmm. then you know it's it's done something right. Mm. Anyway, I've pretty much said all my things, but I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, that's high. Yeah, man, yeah. incredible. It was in my honourable mentions, but I had to cut it out because other ones. But yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, sorry, jumping in, me. No, no, it'll yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I've just always got a soft spot for people like Ken Miles' character and things like that, and sort of like unsung heroes of history that sort of do the gritty work and don't get the um, rapport mm. and the accolade. Recognition. But, I mean, this movie alone, I could just watch Bale and, Bale and Damon have such good, good chemistry eh? on screen together. Mm. That's a reason enough alone to watch it, man. Like, oh, yeah. that's for me. And, like, this is a good story in between it. Everyone else is firing on all pistons. I think it's one of those movies, like I said, we've come across another one. We had it with Child of Chicago 7 yeah. Um, yeah. last week as well that, just that's just one of those cases where everyone is lifting each other up on their shoulders mm. um and it's yeah it's great i yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it i'd say yeah. even burnthor just to he's... work off that even burnthor the small amount of time that he's mm. there mm. he feels like a really strong character in it you're, that's just you're kind a big um do you love burnthor though i really like I, li- well, yeah, I like him, i think he's quite good i yeah. think he's got i don't i think this is pretty a... much the scope of his range though i don't know if i could see him doing too much outside yeah, you, of what he does i can't this. see him as a lead now, I like I like him as I, I I think I can see him as a lead, but for specific films. Yeah, I agree for specific yeah. films. For small ones, something like Just that. like well, I think he did really well with things like The Punisher because that's kind of a, a the yeah, that t- type small- of manly film that he needs. Like Isn't it me? he Movie well or TV it was a TV show. T V show. Yeah. But I say, yeah, he's good as a lead as in a TV show, I don't think. But yeah, I for think a big if, budget thing. If they would make things like The Punisher in the same way they did the dread film, mm. Burnthor would go really do you know what, well. Do you know what yeah, Burnthor would actually be good as a lead in? And just bear with me here. Yeah. Think about, um, you know, the Roy Schneider character from Jaws, Chief Brody. Yeah. Burnthor could oh, play yeah. that. He could play like a man, an everyman's. That's pretty much. That's it. a lead character, but he yeah, needs man. to be that specific everyman, yep. just mm. unsung hero kind of thing. He could mm. totally do that, Burnthor for yeah. sure. Give him a role like that, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean, that's why it's being so... In a way, he's not... The character in this isn't close to it, 
but maybe it's the time period that mm. helps. Mm. I think that he got only such a small amount in the film. He gets but he gets sort of neglected very, in the second half of the film. I yeah, thought. but he's a very like. Uh, he just smirks in the second he, half. Well, mm. he also yeah. understands, like, yeah. he doesn't want to be doing those things. You know, even when he gets the news at the end where he's like, you know, tell him to, to you know, bring all three cars up he's at the same time. That, yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. yeah. He's the same type of guy to do that. So, I mean, just the small things I think he did really well in yeah. for the small amount of time he's in it. Yeah. Same in Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I think there for like two or three minutes, like, but he's good. Oh, he's in that movie too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I I really like the film. Although I didn't enjoy it as much on the second run through, um, I do think it's a really strong film. Mm. Uh, it's got fantastic characters, and uh, as Declan said, I mean everything's kind of been said by this point. Really good chemistry between um, Damon and uh, Bale, and I like the family aspect as like a speckling, like this this kind of not completely on the the. the forefront of the film but mm. enough there to be like this is a man who you know has uh, importance for his family yeah um and then i mean maybe the the part that i'm just least interested in is the corporate background stuff but i mean i love that they yeah, see i find that stuff fascinating because so, i'm around it every day i'm around yeah. that shit every yeah. day man yeah i don't know that's it the just, main part of the movie that's what it's that about weird I, I find that part least interesting, but when Cyberpunk comes out, I want to play the Corpo. I'm that's too scared. Yeah, weird. but that's sci-fi Corpo. Yeah. I'm too yeah. scared to play <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Real, real, real. <laughs> but I have to say, though, that, like, that representation, obviously, it's like streamlined and everything, but dude, that's what that's what it's like. That's what working yeah. in a system where you just have, where you have a CEO yeah. with managers upon managers upon managers, where they're mm. all competing with each other to try and justify their jobs. That's the fuck. That's the environment that happens. Yeah. It's just toxic. But, but maybe it's because... The thing I don't like about it is because even watching them play the scenes out, I'm stressed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm feeling their stress. I had I had one boss like that. It was a you went to Wollongong Uni. Yeah, there was a place there called WDS. They used to basically. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go to Wollongong Uni. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. Um, but it a, would be. It would be a corporate yeah, system. Yeah. There was a building 100%. there because I worked for like you know BHP, big massive companies, and there was like you know bosses after bosses and yeah. you could see some people just lick ass to those ones and other mm. bosses just they were that sort of um they were that hated and they knew they were hated but their management stuff was just it was just real odd they would just come out for smirk on their face hello they do their daily rounds of hello but you could just tell like he's just mm. forced anyway i went to this i left that job got made redundant because i moved to sydney and i couldn't be like going there and uh worked at this wds place and um this boss was mm. the most racist uh, the most hated boss and uh, oh, he was like a morale killer, man. Mm. Like Walk in the room and just... Man, he's... Oh, I don't want to say his name, but fuck, he was bad. Like I'm boiling up about him. He's He was always had a red head. He looked like a bull. And anytime you go into the, into the, um, the work office, right? It was predominantly uh, Indians and Asians, right? Um, yeah, I can, I can say this. Mm. He's pretty funny. Um I walk in there and it's just dead quiet. If you're, if you're not, you know, because basically we're testing new mobile handsets before they came on the market, like Motorola's and like back then Nokia's and yeah. all that stuff. It was, it was a cool job. Razors. Yeah, the Razors and all those. Razors, yeah. yeah, the Nokia, the N95 phone and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, anytime we'll start chatting about the phone, the boss, he'll just pop up. <laughs> he yeah. beat that I, out. I don't care. <laughs> He's an idiot. I punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, oh, man. He was the worst boss ever. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, He'll just look up, right, over his computer and everyone will just shut up. It's like, this is crazy, man. Anyway, the, the place was an ONH&S disaster. Mm. Cables everywhere. There was a crap Oh, you told me about this before. Yeah. So, anyway, I had enough and I had another job wind up somewhere else. So, I'm going to call ONH&S. And I didn't think they'll come in straight away. I called them up saying this is... There was heaps of issues, right? They came in that afternoon, man. And I was friends with one of the team leaders and um, they all got pulled into a meeting. Yeah. And that boss goes... I want you to find that curry and get him to me now. I want him fired. That's how oh bad he talked about God. his staff, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, anyway, I, was, I left like, I think I gave like only a week's notice. I just left there. And um, and I was still friends with some of those people and they just said, yeah, it was basically it was really Holy bad. Holy shit. Yeah. That was the worst boss I ever worked for, man. It was, you go in there and you'll just, if you a person that feels energy. Just you feel. Zapped. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. The energy vampire, man. Yeah, man. Like, what's it called? That fucking show. The What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Legitimate energy yeah. vampire. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, uh, I'm thankful for experiencing that because you get an understanding of what it's like you or know. how certain people react. And it's good. It's well, you good. got out of there. Imagine yeah. some people I was there for six months. There for like years. Yeah, I felt so sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Anyway. Hard pass. All right. Yeah. Well, um, to wrap up my one, uh, I'm giving it an uh, an eight out of ten, and that's only because I would have given it a little higher if it wasn't for just rewatchability later on. Mm. But as a film, I think it's really great. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Uh, you've been listening to Spoil Radio. We just reviewed Ford v Ferrari. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. I started back from further than you guys. I win. I'm Declan. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a good week. Respect.